Next on BYU Sports Nation, BYU football hits the offseason, the top three headlines from the 2015 chapter of spring practice. Quarterbacks, defensive volatility, and to be elite or not to be elite, senior wide receiver Mitch Matthews joins us live. Plus, linebackers coach Kelly Papinga back on the show. What are the expectations for his players over the summer? It's countdown to conference. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic for BYU the products. of the hills we bl- A special that's, Saturday that's edition. That's in an hour as well. April General 4th, Co- wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. <laughs> I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with LDS General Conference teleprompter operator, Jerem Jordan. It's hard. Because sometimes President Monson likes to ad-lib, so I'm not sure if I should keep going or back up. or I, I don't know. It's tough. It really is tough. Better bring your A-game today, man. I just got to follow. This is the big show. Saturday, we're here and ready to settle the elite debate. Not today. We'll continue it next week, I imagine. Okay, maybe. We'll, we we'll get some progress on it. We don't have the time, <laughs> man. Ain't nobody got time for that. BYU basketball sophomore Luke Worthington uh, with a blue steel moment last night. He, he got his mission call. Blue steel yeah, yeah. Chili Santiago, he's congratulations to Luke, but uh, he had to send it out on social media on Instagram just because that's what Luke does, right? Yes, and for the rest of his life after his mission, he will never say Chile. He'll say Chile. Chile Santiago. What did you go on your mission? Brazil. Is that how you say Brazil? No, I just say Brazil. Oh, okay. No, so, like if you were in Brazil, though, how would you say it? Brazil. Brazil. Zil. So, yeah. <laughs> how do you say South Korea? Hanguk. That is Korean. Oh. Now there's Luke. To Chile, Santiago East. <laughs> I love Luke, man. I miss you, Luke. I'm going to miss him on social media. Good grief. You know what? Uh, with both he and Eric Mika gone, what are we going to do? I mean, where are we going to get our... Uh... Oh, there's guys. Yeah, that's true. Oh, there's guys. Jamal Williams is still here. I'm talking about the basketball Sean team. Sean Olmstead. Who's going to step here. up on the basketball team for social media? With those guys on a mission. If Chase Fisher was on Twitter again, maybe him. That's my candidate. The Sea Fish. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chase, we're calling you out, dude. We need you to step up your Instagram and Twitter game. Okay? Because Luke and Eric Mika are gone. The conversation alive 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation. Even on a Saturday morning, members are always welcome. We know you're watching, uh, you know, you've, you've shunned the cartoons, but, uh, you got your cereal, you're getting ready for conference, you're making uh, pancakes maybe, you know, in your kitchen. But what is your top headline coming out of BYU spring practices? Use the hashtag BYUSN, at COT underscore BYU football. Discipline and defense showing a lot of improvement. Hashtag Bronco is in charge. We'll at, address that. At COT underscore BYU football, I think makes it a point to be the first person to tweet in every day. There are he's, a couple of people like that. The There's a competition. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be first on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Weigh in on the Twitter question. Here are the other BYU Sports Nation headlines on this Saturday edition of the show. Tyler Haas, congratulations. Another award coming in. Senior class, second team All-American. Softball beat St. Mary's 7-3 in 10 innings. That went to extras. Game 2 and 3 today, starting at 3 Eastern in Moraga. BYU baseball did not win last night. They lost 6-3 to three to Portland. Game 3 today, the Cougars trying to keep their series win streak alive. They need to beat the Pilots today if they want to do that uh, for their 2015 home schedule. Not broadcast due to the general conference, by the way. 
on the W.TV. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So someone's doing that. Uh, not from us is what I'm getting at. Correct. Gymnastics. Uh, NCAA Regionals is today in Los Angeles. Top two teams out of, I believe, six in the regional advance to the NCAA championship. So good luck to BYU. It's going to be tough. Typ- typically, it's been tough for BYU to get out of that. Um, so hopefully they have a good showing today. The Cougars getting to the regionals was a major accomplishment given some key injuries this year. So congratulations to the ladies for getting there. Make it happen. On that note, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Spring football, sound off. The quarterback situation leads things off today, and it starts with Taysom Hill. Jeremy, you said something to me this morning that uh, I completely agree with, and it is a breath of fresh air. Taysom's health, better than expected. You said... I believe him when he said I could have played a game in 11 on 11. He looks great. He really does look great. And yesterday at the, the scrimmage, he doesn't participate in 11 on 11. That's most of what BYU does is not necessarily the 11 on 11 part. Granted, that's the part where you think you get the most out of that practice, but he looks good and everything else. If and if he says I could play if we played today, played a game today, that's great news for BYU. Jason Beck said this week that he should have full clearance in May. All I care about is September 5th, ultimately. But, yeah, in, in May is great as well for the player run practices that are coming up. Full clearance in May after breaking his leg in early October. Ironically enough, the last time we did a Saturday conference show, the day after Taysom oh, broke his one leg. One of the worst days of my life. <laughs> He's back and we strong, and it is fantastic. Here's, here's the good thing. Taysom had time to work on particulars, a la Kyle Collinsworth with his free throw shooting, and his jump shooting in general. Okay, Taysom told me last week, after the spring football scrimmage opened to the public, he spent a lot of time working on timing with receivers, getting the ball out much quicker, and the Cougs have expanded the playbook for Taysom specifically. So while he couldn't do everything, obviously, he's done what he could, just like Kyle Collinsworth. That's good news. I don't care about expansion of the playbook if you can't execute those plays. I really don't. The timing is the big one. Timing me. is a big one, though, because he is an excellent running back who plays quarterback. Now, if he can develop timing, that's going to be trouble for defenses, and that will be put BYU in a position where they can win a couple games this season that maybe they wouldn't have because Taysom's better. That's the hope that Taysom Hill leads BYU to victory, to the promised land. BYU all in on Taysom Hill. As for the backups, Tanner Mangum, still on a mission. Bo Hodge, still it's in high in school. June. We'll see when they get to Provo this summer. But we know that Robert and I, the offensive coordinator, is not worried about the quarterback situation. In fact, he's a big fan of both of the guys coming in. Very excited at the, the kids coming into the program. And uh, they will be young. They will be inexperienced. But they are talented. And they are the uh, exact type of uh, quarterback that we feel can come to BYU and elevate our program. How soon is the question for Dr. Bob? Because I am concerned that if Taysom Hill gets hurt, you're relying on a guy that either got back in June or a true freshman. Granted, I agree with Dr. Bob that both those guys are talented. At what point do they make the leap? If you had thrown Christian Stewart in last year as a freshman right off a mission or true freshman, not the same kind of Christian Stewart. He was a senior. He was seasoned. He knew the playbook. Think about John Beck. He was Beck. hungry. John Beck did that in 2003 right off of a mission. He got thrown into a situation and, in Stanford. And it was a losing season. It was tough, right? So BYU, I, I have been thinking about this a lot. BYU's all in on Taysom Hill's health. 
The Cougars chose to bring Christian Stewart in so that the receivers and defense would develop more. Yeah, he helps the defense get better because he brings a major challenge to them, a very young secondary. Instead of saying, Hunter Moore, we're going to develop you, might be our fourth string, fifth string, or Bo Hodge, graduate early and come in and you'll get a ton of reps in spring. I know you know don't know the playbook, but we'll get you ready in the two months before spring ball. BYU chose not to do that. So they're, they're hoping that uh, brother Taysom Hill is healthy this fall. That's the key to the whole season. I'll say it the whole summer. Yes, and I have been screaming it for a while. Taysom stays healthy, BYU 10 wins. Mark it down if he's healthy the entire season. BYU wins at least 10 games. Uh, we talked about... I need to write that down. <laughs> no, you should. Write it down. I'll You're stand right. by that all day. All day, every day. Yeah, Absolutely. Now, Christian Stewart, being the quarterback in spring football, helped the defense progress, as we just mentioned. And that is our second headline coming out of spring football, is the defense in general. Where are the concerns? Where are the strengths? Bronco Mendenhall alluded to us on the show yesterday, the BYU defense has a very long way to go. And he said that, I like guys that run completely through lines and are lined up exactly and getting on the field in position where they need to be, but eventually they will learn what they need to do on the field. That's a telling comment. It is. BYU needs guys that know the scheme. And when, can, you imagine, can you imagine Dave Rose saying, you know what, right now we're just working on knowing the plays? Wait, what? That seems like the most basic element. Like, okay, it, when I played junior jazz growing up, okay, let's go over the plays. But that's where BYU's at. Is that okay? I guess. A little bit of red flag for me in terms of where BYU's at preparing for the fall against a challenging schedule. But would you rather have more talented players that divide the locker room a little bit uh, and create some issues to where they're not as disciplined at times, certain individuals, and then your defense isn't as good? That's I'm recapping the 2014 BYU football defense. Injuries played a huge role into that as well. But if guys are healthy and they know the scheme and Bronco is leading the way, I feel like that defense is in a p- better position to succeed. He's trying to cultivate maturity and exactness. It yeah, sounds like he's breaking the Colts. That is what he is the doing. The 2000s Tripling Wars. That's what it sounds Correct. like. Correct. He is breaking Exactness. the Colts. Now, he turned the secondary as the most volatile position group yesterday to us here in Studio B. In contrast, Bronco said the defensive line, and then expanded that to the front seven, are the least of his concerns. And those numbers and those sides bring us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Cinco. BYU has five returning defensive starters with eight or more starts. There are nine other players returning who have started at least one game. Injuries made the situation interesting with BYU defensively. But you do have guys that have started. There are guys like Kainakua in the secondary. who were, He was not a starter initially, but because of injuries to Craig Bills, concussions, got a lot of playing time and now becomes one of the more experienced players, the most experienced player in the defense. The most experienced part of the BYU Sorry, defense in the secondary. is the front seven. The secondary, again, as you referenced, guys have starts, but it's just who, who are going to be the guys that hopefully BYU can rely on for the majority of the season instead of having to plug and play like last year with so many different injuries. Yeah, depth is an interesting word because you only want to flex that depth typically due to injury, but you do want good backups just in case. Christian Stewart, the best example of that. Defensively, BYU played a lot of different guys uh, at a lot of different positions. Continuity is something that 
is comfortable from a fan's perspective. And I imagine the coaches would like to identify, okay, I can trust these individuals to start and make plays and then these guys to come behind them. The direct coaching, at least for now, has stopped. And it's up to the players to kind of work on their own techniques over the summer. Bronco Mendenhall told the media following yesterday's scrimmage, regardless of experience, they know what is expected of them over the summer. I want the very best they can do. And I'll know when they come into fall camp if they've done it or not, and they'll know. And so they'll be in accounting for that, and that's, that's not to, to threaten or anything else. It's just that this pace and this program is moving really fast for the opponents and the opportunities we have coming up this year. And, man, they've got to choose whether they're on board with how fast and how hard we're going to go or, or not. All right, men, your move. I can guarantee you one guy that will show up to fall camp ready to go, and that is BYU senior, senior wide receiver Mitch Matthews. He's leading a pretty deep wide receiver group. Okay, he stands out a lot when you watch him play on the field because right now. Because he's 6'6". Yes, he has excellent hands. Sneaky speed for being 6'6". Devon Blackman told us he's winning most of the 20-yard sprints. Okay? And he's a mismatch. Or as Jerem has now termed it, what is it, Jerem? A Mitch match. A Mitch match. <laughs> I accidentally said that this morning. Then we're like, wait a minute. There's, there's something to that. The Mitch match. He stuck out so much in practice. Every single ball to him you thought was he was going to catch, uh, he made it look very easy. I think he's primed for a fantastic season. Maybe even an elite season. Oh, baby. He could make the jump. I th- really think he can make the jump to be one of the best in the country. Hey, in his junior season. Keep in mind there are over 1,200 Division I receivers as we head into the 2015 season. He had 73 catches. That was 34th best in the country. 16 in one game against Nevada. 922 yards, 50th best in the country, and nine touchdowns. That ranked 26th in the country. If he'll he's surpass, doing that as a junior. He'll surpass all those numbers this year, in my opinion. And, in, and that's what I'm saying. Elite comes after those numbers because those are really good numbers as a junior. And we'll talk to him coming up as well as Kelly Papinga about the outside linebackers. Mitch Matthews, Taysom Hill, that secondary, they're all locked and loaded because September 5th, not that far away. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 154. 150 next week. 154 is, I guess, relative if I'm saying not that far away. but <laughs> That's the sell, right? It's not that far away. No, it's actually far it's away. It's just around the corner. It's so far away. <laughs> What is your top headline coming out of BYU football spring practices? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Collie underscore 171. Taysom's health. Yep. You said it. You said it. We have addressed that at length. There are many, is many things place. BYU needs for a successful season. The number one thing is that Taysom Hill is healthy. At Johnny Dangerman, lots of good stuff out of spring ball, but I just hope the BYU ankles are strong. Listen, Frank Wintrick is on a mission. He didn't serve an LDS mission. He's not LDS. This is his two-year LDS mission trip to make sure that BYU has limited to no no soft tissue issues. And he is doing great work, we hear. Ankle braces. Roger that. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, is Mitch Matthews truly an elite receiver? What is your definition of elite? We'll ask him in 20 minutes. But next, <laughs> BYU assistant coach Kelly Papinga in Studio B to recap spring ball. What are his specific expectations for the linebackers over the summer? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio, the moving pictures on BYU TV. You can follow us on Twitter 
at BYU Sports Nation and join our conversation using the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, top of the hour, get your flapjacks ready. I know you are right now in your living room. General Conference coming up next. Or maybe people are going to the Steak Center. I don't know how it works with uh, everybody nowadays. 10 a.m. Mountain Time, noon Eastern Time, General Conference coming up. All five sessions right here on BYU TV. We've got some new eyes on the program today. This tweet in from at DA Holmes. I think this is the first time I have watched BYU Sports Nation. What's up? DA Holmes, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. I imagine there are some people that, you know, in the morning or early afternoon don't always catch the show, but it's Monday through Friday, noon Eastern Time, one hour every day all year. What's up? You can DVR it as well. Or download There's the podcast, podcast. Yeah. or watch it on Xbox, or Amazon Fire. All the regulars or- <laughs> are like, I know this stuff already, man. Our Twitter question today, what is your top headline coming out of the BYU football spring practices at Mr. Blue Goggles? Nice. Ooh. The offensive line is quietly improving, which will hopefully keep Taysom safer and open up more opportunities for him. I see you, Mr. That, Blue Goggles. That's not a Blue Goggled approach. That's a practical approach. And I approve so. that message. Joining us now, perhaps with uh, a little bit more insight and not as much blue goggle, is Kelly Papinga, the linebacker coach, good friend. Welcome back to Studio V, Kelly. It's good to have. It's good to have you. It's, it's good, good to be to here. Have yeah, you good to have you guys here. Yeah, to host good, the yeah, show. yeah. <laughs> nice to have you guys show up finally. Right. <laughs> no. It's your show. We're just here. Thanks. We're, thanks we're for having me. It's good to be we back. Rent the space from you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, spring football uh, all wrapped up. Now it's it's up to the guys to keep things going during the long four-month summer before fall camp uh, begins. What are the specific instructions you give to the guys as, as they head out and have to do things on their own? Yeah, <clears throat> really it all starts with uh, getting with uh, Coach Wintrick. And uh, he is, man, from the time he came in in, uh, was it February, I think, when he started, Till um, going up to spring ball to get our guys ready for spring ball. He's done an amazing job. And so he's already given them a packet for this month. So the reason why we screwed up a spring ball, a lot of people don't know this, is so that they have more time getting ready for finals. And so now they have, really, spring ball would go into next week um, with our old model. Now everything's bumped uh, a week uh, forward. And so now they have an extra week to get ready for their finals. But in the meantime, they're still going to work out, but it's going to be on their own. So for this month of April, it's just concentrating on academics. So they need to finish the semester high on the right note, which is the very first thing they need to do so that they're eligible to play next year. And then they need to keep themselves in shape for when they report May 4th, then they're ready to go with Coach Winchrick, and he's just going to he's gonna kill them. That's basically what he's told us. <laughs> so we're, we're fired up for it. And he's, he's doing a new model that we've never done here at BYU. We, we have a different deal here at BYU because we have spring and summer semester. Most – Schools in the country don't have to deal with that. So most schools, what they do, they give their guys the month of May off. Then they come back. They work hard June and July and report to camp. Well, with our semesters being a little different here, our guys, they don't, what, do we go to spring? Do we go to summer? It's, it's been difficult for us to get all of our guys here at the same time to be able to go to school and get workouts. So he came up with a new model. He's basically going two weeks on, one week off, two weeks on, one week off from May 4th all the way until um, – fall camp starts, which allows us to help them stay in school and do some different things. So he came up with this. It was pretty unique for him, and uh, I think it's going to help our team. Because there's some additional time that you, you can now work with the players, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. so there's when they're, when, it's, um, when they're enrolled in school, we as coaches actually can go by now and watch workouts, which in the past, in the summertime, we couldn't do that. Not and, coach, but watch? Yeah, not coach, but okay. watch. And be there. Um, we could coach like an agility drill. But if it's anything football specific, we can't do any 
uh, you know, specific football coaching. But we can be there. We can evaluate. Um, we can help Coach Winshirk out with whatever stuff you would need help out with. So, uh, really, now it's just they need to get with him in the weight room. And then when it gets into football-specific stuff, now it really goes back to them. Of Hopefully, I've taught them well enough that they can go out on the field. And the leader of that group, which right now would be, I'd say, Sai Tautu, Bronson Kafusi, who goes kind of back and forth between offense and defensive line. Or <laughs> defensive line. Defensive line and outside backer. Breaking news. Oh, Bronson, Bronson Kafusi is an old line. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, those two guys will help run the drills along with Coach Wintrick, who's the strength and conditioning coach over the outside backers. He'll help them along. And so with him running the strength program and then the linebackers running the linebacker drills, they can progress through the summertime, come in ready to play football, come, you know, whatever that date is, August 4th or 5th, whenever we report. We, we're just thinking about September 5th every day. We count down to uh, Nebraska. We can't wait. Let's talk about your guys uh, on the outside. Who's competing at the will? And then let's talk about the Sam. Yeah, so Sam Backer was a little uh, different here in the spring just because we had a lot of guys hurt. Man, we got uh, – man, Fred Warner has been out since uh, – yeah, I think it was the Nevada game. He fractured his back. So he's finally recovering from that. He should actually – be ready to go next week and his um, wrist or hand yeah and then he yeah and then his wrist he also broke his wrist during the year and he never told anybody and then we get <laughs> we get into january and he's like yeah i think i broke my wrist and we're like okay well that would have been nice to know back when you broke it <laughs> so we could have fixed it then but he uh you know he's done a really good job of getting himself ready um to get back into workouts come here in the week or two, I think he'll be ready to go, 100% ready to go. So he'll be for sure ready for fall camp. Um, so he will be competing for that Sam Backer spot in fall camp along with Cy, along with um, Troy Hines, along with Rhett Sandlin. And so those guys, really the only two guys that really got reps at Sam that are going to be there in the fall are, are going to be Rhett and, uh, and Cy. And then Cy and ends up, yeah, Cy ends up, you know, tearing his MCL, uh, very first play of the spring game. And so, but he'll be ready. That's only a six-week uh, Okay. Recovery, no surgeries needed, so he'll be ready to go. So he'll be – those will be two guys, I think, I, between Cy between and between Fred. I, I feel really good about that. Um, Cy knows the defense really, really well, and he's worked really hard. Um, he's had some really good players in front of him since he's got home off his mission with Kyle and Alani and Spencer. And, and now it's really – it's his turn, and he's the oldest guy in that group. I mean, I don't have any seniors in this next uh, group of outside backers, so he, it's kind of his – his deal, and so he's done a really good job, I thought, this uh, spring. Obviously, there's some things he needs to improve on, but um, at the wheel linebacker, Sione Takitaki had a really good spring ball. Probably out of all the defensive players was um, the guy that showed up on the film uh, every single day and uh, is going to be a really, really good player, and I think Cougar fans are going to be excited to see number 16 running around and coming off the edge, and it's going to remind him of a lot of past players that we've had at that position. Um, he is dynamic, and uh, we're going to put him in position to make a lot of plays. Number 16. Number 16. That's not a quarterback that's trying to tear <laughs> yeah. your head off. <laughs> or cornerback. Yeah. Who, who else at Will? Is yeah, so we'll also have uh, – so there'll be – Sione will be there. Tyler Cook will be there. Um, you know, he also had to miss some time in the spring. Um, and then at times we'll have Bronson there. And so we'll have plenty of answers. I think, man, going into that room, there's going to be you know six or seven guys that I think are going to have a chance to play and to compete. We just moved Kobe Jorgensen to outside backer. Um, 
So we're going to give a hard look at him. He had one practice. He, he switched over on Wednesday and went out without really not knowing anything about the defense and went out and made a couple of plays and did some things that kind of opened all of our eyes and said, okay, I think he can do this. We would hope that we could get him big like Bronson, get up to, because right now he's about 245. Um, we want to get him up to about 265, 270. Bill, a lot like Bronson, same frame, about 6'7", and uh, long arms and and so hopefully we can get him up, you know, about 20 more pounds and do the same thing that we do with Bronson where we can play him at D-line, play him outside backer, just depending upon the personnel that, you know, the team, the offense is putting out that we're playing against. So Let's talk about Bronson Kafusi and the specific role or roles that he will play uh, in the defense this year. How much time do you expect him to play at the linebacker position in contrast with uh, defensive line stuff? Yeah, I've been asked this question a lot over spring ball. Really, how our outside backers are, they're really – defense events and so everybody freaks out oh Bronson Kafusi's not an outside backer oh my gosh I'm like listen an outside when you're a three four an outside backer is a defensive end and so it's just how everybody wants to look at it is he going to have his hand down or is he going to be standing up you know they you know don't think he's going to drop into coverage well we have to do things and we think as a defense when we have when we're giving multiple looks obviously we want to rush Bronson off the edge you know for the majority of the time. But there are going to be some times where we're going to drop them, and uh, that's really to give um, the offense a different look and not know you know, who's blitzing, who's dropping. Um, we're going to be spinning coverages different ways. But for the most part, Bronson, uh, he's very versatile, and we're going to line him up in a bunch of different spots and uh, move him around. Very similar to what we did to Ziggy. Okay, so oh, yeah. everybody look at Ziggy. Okay, not that they're saying they're different players, but we think that they can do things similarly. We drop Ziggy, you know, and we rush Ziggy, and we line Ziggy up at a five technique, a four technique, a three technique, a one technique, a zero technique. Bronson's going to be doing the same exact thing. So we're going to try to use him in the same way because we think he's a similar athlete. And um, so really what we're trying to do is just use his talents to help our defense be – the best defense that we can be. And Ziggy had a couple of interceptions that way where he dropped. I, I recall a couple of those. Let's talk about special teams. You still doing special teams? Still doing special teams, yes. Okay, questions there. Who, who's the punter? Yeah, the so... Will you have a scholarship punter? There's a... I, I can't say who it's going to be, but let's just say... So Cougar, it's a newcomer. It will be a newcomer, and I think Cougar fans are going to be just fired up when they find out who it is. Hunter really? the punter yes. returns from the 90s. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, but it's, yeah, it's, he's not on the team Christian currently. Christian Stewart Christian will, Stewart be, will the be the punter. punter. Oh, my goodness. Yes. But it will, be, it will be somebody that Cougar fans know. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Yeah. Wow, wow what a tease. Yeah. Oh, and I then love it. come it fall camp, hopefully he earns the spot. And he kicked at tryouts. Um, we had tryouts on the very first day of spring ball. He came out and – Blew us away. I was blown away. But he couldn't get enrolled into spring because of certain uh, scholarship things that are going on. So, um, but you guys can all make assumptions. And on Twitter, you okay. can all start guessing. Okay. Oh, See, they so will. This, this really is your shell, Kelly. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> you were meant to do this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when we look at the special teams, Bronco mentioned specifically yesterday that he doesn't view him going back to the defense as taking over. Uh, as much as he views it as just utilizing himself as another resource to lighten the load on the rest of the defensive coaches, what kind of a difference have you noticed with Bronco back? Yeah, so it's given me um, it's given me more time because now what happened is 
when I, when Coach Howell went to go be the defensive coordinator, really I lost him as a special teams coach. I wasn't able to use him as a special teams coach anymore just because he was putting so much focus now on getting the defense coordinated and getting um, that ready. So now I get Coach Howell back where he can now help me on special teams, lightens my load on special teams. Now I can put a little more focus on the outside backers. And so it's just, you know, it's kind of like a little domino effect of just when he came in, it lightened Coach Howell's load, which then Coach Howell was able to help me out more, which then lightened my load. Now we can put, put more, um, you know, detail into special teams, but also Coach Howell, he also could now put more detail into the defensive backs because as a defensive coordinator, he was trying to coordinate the whole defense along with coaching four guys, which is really hard to do. And so now he's just, we're going back to the old model that we've been super successful with. And, uh, just it's just like what Coach Mount Hall said. He's just he's coming into our room. He's adding another resource, another mind, another guy that can help us game plan and get ready for an opponent and be able to watch film and break down film and see what we do best as a defense and uh, you know adjust from there. And with his experience and um, just, I mean, when he walks into the room and players know who he is. Obviously, he's had a lot of uh, uh, success as a defensive coordinator and uh, you know just instantly has that respect for him. The guys, whereas from Coach Al. It's going to come. I think he's a really good coach, and I do think he's going to be a really good def- defensive coordinator one day. But obviously, over time, that respect's going to be earned more and more through the success that he has. The Twitter guesses are already coming in. Kill Let's hear it. Let's hear it. The punter. Johnny hear Rugby it. for new BYU football <laughs> Ooh, that's punter. That's a great guess. Great guess. <laughs> Riley Stevenson's coming back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Kelly Papinga is a future television host, ladies and gentlemen. Whenever he decides to be done with football, whether you when you're go. 65 or whatever, like I, I want to answer a question too. You guys were teasing it for okay. later. Okay. For your next guest, Mitch Matthews, yes. is he elite? Elite. Yes. Elite. Elite. So I don't want. Yes. I know he's standing over here, and I don't want to get his head too big. But <laughs> really, the guy that I, this is, I'm talking serious now. The guy when we were watching film, besides watching Sione Takitaki on defense, um, it was Mitch Matthews. It was like. It didn't matter where the ball was; he was going to find a way to catch the ball, and I was just, I was, I was impressed and very, uh, I was really blown away by just. Uh, it, it, it's funny because Mitch was really good last year, but the improvement I think he's made from last season. It's funny to say that because he was really good last oh, year, but the improvement he's making the jump, yeah, and it's it's good to see, and you know he's been a good leader and. Uh, and I think our offense is going to be lethal. And uh, I think people that have come by, you know, spring ball, they've seen how well our offense has been able to move the ball. And I, obviously our defense, we're not the defense that we're going to be come spring or come fall. We were missing a lot of pieces. But our offense, uh, man, the weapons that they have with Taysom coming back, with Jamal, with Mitch, now with, with Devon and Nick and uh, Algie and Adam, I mean, there's – I just – I would hate to have to go up and defend against our offense <laughs> and all the different weapons that they have. And so um, it's, it, I think Cougar fans are going to be excited to see our offense back on the field, and I know we're going to put a good product defensively on the field as well. Kelly, great to have you with us, man. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, guys, I'm appreciate fired. it, man. I'm fired Thanks for up. joining me. Thanks for joining me on my show today. <laughs> Hopefully you guys can come back soon sometime. <laughs> We announced the winner of BYU Twitter's Swagtacular Contest next. But first, Mitch Matthews in Studio B to discuss what it really means to be an elite receiver. That was approved by Kelly Papinga. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in Radio Vision from Studio B. On BYU Radio and BYU TV, download our show podcast on iTunes or at BYUSportsNation.com. And again, hello to those who are watching this program for the first time, maybe, that missed it during the week, Monday through Friday, noon Eastern. You can check it out, BYU Radio, BYU TV. Coming up next, 
General Conference right here on BYU TV and BYU Radio. All five sessions, the three today, the two tomorrow on BYU TV, BYU Radio. That's how we roll. Joining BYU Sports Nation now, our second in-studio guest, senior wide receiver Mitch Matthews. We're throwing deep on the first question, Mitch. Okay, I wanted to go with your hair because your hair is on point, but we're, we're going to do this. Are you an elite receiver, Mitch Matthews? Oh, man. I've, uh, this question has been asked me a ton of times recently, thanks to you guys, of course. <laughs> so I haven't, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't escaped it. But, you know, I, I mean, as much as you'd like to tell everyone in, in the country, yeah, of course I am, or um, tell all your friends, of course I am. Honestly, I have a lot to improve on, and that's how I want to answer that. I have a lot to do, and uh, it's been a personal vendetta of mine to make that jump from last year to this year. I did some good things last year, but to me, that's not enough. And as Coach um, Papinga said, that I have made a jump, and I have uh, there is that personal vendetta about me that I have to prove myself again and uh, in a better fashion. So I want to be able to prove that, and uh, for whoever doesn't think that I am, I guess I'll have to make a shirt for them, uh, you know, wear a shirt of them, Next year for me, so I can wear it before games. I'm so getting a T-shirt with your face on it that says "Elite." In thank all you, thank caps. you, thank you. And then I'll get his on my. I'll wear his face on my shirt. Yeah. Jerem, what's up now? Yeah, that, yeah, but that'll be after next season. So I got to yeah. prove myself first. And that was my point. Our, our ours was associated. Uh, our uh, difference was associated with timing. Spencer's saying, "No, he's elite now," and I'm saying, "I." I'm ready for to see the jump on the field in the games. In spring, I was very impressed. And yesterday, I I went and I said, "You." You are head and shoulders above everybody else, literally with six six. But in the games, I think you're ready for the leap. Do you feel like you've improved to that point where you have more confidence, more ability going into the year? Yeah, I do. Um, super competitive, and Taysom's super competitive. So we hold each other accountable really well. And I think that uh, there's something about us, me and him together. Yeah, we gel really well, and we're we're really good friends. But there's something about us that we want to be the best. And if, if there's not a gap of between us and everyone else, then that's not good enough. It's not just about being you know, the best here or it's about being the best you can possibly be. And so, yeah, if, if I did good things last year, I want to do great things this next year. So whether I'm elite, elite now or not, I have no idea. It's up for people to say, but I think uh, I, have, I have a good chance with Taysom especially and us two together. I just realized you are elite because you have the top button up, my brother. Yeah, the top right. button is up. That's right. That's what's up. Elite. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what pushes him to the level? Oh, goodness. Hey, we created a nickname for you. Okay, and it. it just kind of happened this morning. Uh, it, w- it was misspoken, but we're like, oh, that has a ring to it. You are a Mitch match. Mismatch. I like that. Mitch match. I like that. You're going to go, okay, is that I cool? T- I'll take it. Mitch match. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> T shirt ideas for days. Where's Nate Nielsen now? Oh. Hey, Mitch. I'll take what, it. Question is what do you feel like you need to do specifically to make the jump on the field? Man, that's a good question. Um, there's a lot of little things I'm improving on. Um, you know, I, I've gotten a little bit bigger, a little bit faster. I made a big jump this year to win every single race I possibly could um, in conditioning or in the sprints. Devon and, uh, Blackman told us that you did that. So I, I feel like I did okay. You know, and I, uh, that, was a, that was something to me. I said, I'm going to do that. I'm going to get a little bit bigger and still maintain my speed. And uh, I think the biggest thing, though, is um, making sure me and Taysom are right where we need to be. And we all know him. He's going to come back better than he ever has. Somehow, even after an injury like that, he's going to come back better. So me and him have um, made it very personal to set some goals and to be unstoppable. And so we're holding each other accountable for sure. And I think just that, knowing that, look, this is our last season together and we want to make the most of it, is going to make, a, make that jump for us. Last year's model revealed by Bronco in Miami to us uh, was the defense was a little young and inexperienced, but the fact that the offense was so good could probably – 
give us a good chance to win and maybe cover some of the deficiencies of the defense at times. Do you feel like there's a similar model going forward next year? You know, I think we honestly have a great defense. Like I heard Coach Pinga say that we're young and we didn't have all the pieces together, but I feel like offense, we had every single person there ready to play and a lot of veterans where they have a lot of younger guys. So I think for them it's more about just getting experience, um, just being there in fall camp and all of summer. They're going to make leaps and bounds. Whereas us, we know the offense. We know what we're doing. We know exactly where we're supposed to be. And them, it's the guys are moving positions still, and we're, 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 setting, we're setting stone on offense. So I think for those guys it's, it's just going to take experience, and they'll be right where they need to be. Mitch Matthews with us on BYU Sports Nation in Studio B. Let's go back to your quarterback, Taysom Hill. Uh, he told me last week he felt like, with the injury, he had more time to work in the playbook, and the playbook has expanded. Mm-hmm. He's gotten better with timing. What have you seen from Taysom as he has now made the transition between his junior and senior years in terms of getting better even while rehabbing? I think he's just – what I've noticed about him is he's been a perfectionist, really. He has been so sharp and so exact in, in, uh, in how vocal he is. He's been so exact in the playbook, and every route is, is exactly right to the number of steps you take in a route to exact – exactly the right depth in a route and I think that not that he didn't do that last year but he was such a freak athlete last year we just make let's just make plays together you know and have some some timing but this year it's look we know we can make plays whether it's with his legs or in the air but let's be exact because the great ones are exact so I think I've seen that from him and that's the type of guy he is he's going to make plays and dominate there's been a, a lot of discussion this spring and we've talked with you about this the the competitive spirit a little more unity uh, why is that uh, this spring? Why is why is the team more unified than say last year, or are they? You know, I uh, I've told the story before, but I was here in 2009 when we went 11 and two, and we had some of the best leaders: Dennis Pitta, Max Hall, Matt Bauman, Andrew Rich. Those kind of, those type of guys who, where you walk in that locker room and you know it's business. And I come home off my mission, and we went eight and five three years in a row. And uh, I love the guys I played with. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like there's a similar connection between the guys we have now and that 2009 team it was leadership we've always had good athletes here we've always had guys that can play and beat great teams because we continue to beat great teams but that 11 and 2 12 and 1 type season has got to come when you have the best leaders in the right positions when you have lots of seniors who are your best players and I think that we have that this year we have great vocal leaders guys that are um, smart on and off the field and that they'll want to win really bad. And so it's fun to see, and I can make an honest connection between that 2009 season and this team now, and it's fun to see. Christian Stewart has played a huge role uh, in this spring. How did he help you by sticking around for the spring? I think, uh, you know, with him and the receivers, there was no disconnect. You know, he, he, he thought he was done after the ball game, but he gets that, that call to come back and it was just like we were in the season again. And so it was able to help the defense because he has a cannon for an arm. The defense has to be completely ready to play with him because he can throw a deep. And it stretched the, stretched the field for us. So it was so fun playing with him. And he's one of my good buddies too. And, man, he wants to win. I mean, he would have a bad day if he wasn't completing every single pass at practice. So it added that competitive spirit and that experience, which is what we needed during spring. In the Y Awards, we mentioned that you were the uh, dude from Kid and Play, <laughs> Doppelganger. What did you think of that? I, I, that was hilarious. I mean, I, I slipped a little picture of it too, so I have it with me, and that was hilarious. That was perfect. <laughs> I mean, his, I have a little ways to go, maybe a four more inches with his, yeah. but I need some better gel to help keep it straight up are, in the air. You are know? you going to go higher? I don't know. Well, so I, I had it so high during the season. I mean, it was, it was on a code approved. It really was. But then it, got, it started getting so <laughs> if it's long. Up, if it's over the ears. Exactly. So it, was, it started getting so long that I had to start slicking it back. So then I had it slicked back for the second <laughs> half of the season. And then I ended up just kind of it was getting in the way. He's getting in my getting in my vision. 
Oh, man. Hashtag elite hair. Someone used that. Uh, they mentioned the kid and play uh, hairdo. <laughs> T-shirts are going to happen. I like that. T-shirts are I, don't, I don't mind it. Are we going to make that BYU Sports Day elite <laughs> <Yeah>. feather? <laughs> we got to work it, on it. It needs to happen. Hey, Mitch, great to have you in the studio. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. That was an elite interview. Absolutely. Twitter question, what's your top headline coming out of BYU Spring Practices? Use the hashtag BYUSN. The Cougar Club or big-time supporters of the Cougars and BYU Sports Nation. BYU's 623 student-athletes like Mitch Matthews, our role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation. Learn more at cougarclub.com. And welcome to the club. 20, well, make that 16 minutes to General Conference on BYU TV. The announcement of the winner of our Twitter Swagtacular next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. This is our countdown to conference show. Glad to have you with us wherever and however the you general are conference dialed pre-game in. pregame show. Yeah, the general conference pregame mm-hmm. show. Yeah. Tell the people when the show airs regularly, Jerem. It's Monday through Friday, noon Eastern, if you want to check it out. BYU TV, BYU Radio, there's a podcast. You can also check it out on our uh, online DVR. You can DVR it yourself. Lots of opportunities to check out the show. And fantastic interviews with Kelly Ping and Mitch Matthews, who's the scholarship punter? And Mitch Matthews thinks he needs to prove it on the field to become elite. We need to make a t-shirt or have somebody, somebody elite. do that. And Mitch and I agree on Mitch. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, you didn't hear what he said after the interview. That's so. right, because it was off the air, so they didn't hear it. <laughs> oh, it's all going and it's all going he's, the arsenal, man. Yeah. He's he's ready, like he said. He's ready to prove it on the field. Yes, and he. That's will. my point exactly. And he will because he's already elite. He, all he needs to do is have a game to show it. Time to announce the winner for our nice. BYU Sports Nation Twitter swag tacular. Yeah. We had a contest uh, that involved you sending in pictures. If you had any BYUSN gear, wearing it wherever and however you are listening, we wanted to know that. And uh, we you had watched some and we excellent great, submissions, great submissions from all over the country, all over the world. It was fantastic. Thank you for sending those in. We appreciate those. Our winner today is at Nomad Coog. Yeah. His name is Give Mark McCready. Sending in this picture from Afghanistan. Winner. While protecting our country. He wins blue goggles. A BYUSN blue goggle t-shirt. A BYU Sports Nation wristband. And infinite man points. Congratulations, Mark McCready at Nomad Coog. That is what it's Dude, all about, man. Tough to beat that, man. And no one did. He's the winner. Well, the funny thing is when he sent that picture in, people, <laughs> other contestants were like, like okay, he yeah, wins. Yeah, that guy. He yep. wins. Yep. Winner. <laughs> winner. Winner. Got it. But congratulations, uh, congratulations to Mark at Nomad Coog. Uh, we will get that gear to you, and we wish you the best. Godspeed over there in Afghanistan. Said he gets home in a couple months. Uh, from Afghanistan, so best of luck to him. And thank you to everybody that participated in this contest. We're going to do this yeah. uh, again and soon. This is a new regular addition to the show. More swag to give away in contests on the near horizon. Free stuff, people! Stuff we all get. Swag. We're giving it out. Thank you, Michael Scott. At Big DXPC. This question in from Doug Barnes. Did Spencer underscore Linton run his 4940? Yeah, explain yourself. Okay, well, here, here's the thing. Football practice got moved last minute, and so our camera setup didn't work out. It's going down next Friday. I'm not trying to dodge anything. This thing's going down. It's going down. I'm coming hard. You're running with the four nine forty, dude. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I will run my forty next week, and you will be impressed. We're excited.
Who will be the punter for the Cougars in 2015? We will talk about that coming up. It's someone we already know, says Kelly Papinga. <laughs> Who is that? Tyler Hobbs got another All-American award as well. That in the whip next. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. We had a random Twitter question come up during the show stemming from an interview with Kelly Papinga. Who will the punter be for the Cougars in 2015? At JSJ35 says, hopefully we never learn his name <laughs> nor see him punt. <laughs> At Sax's Flyboy, heard that President Packer will be addressing the 4940 in just a few. <laughs> he has faith no. in me. No, that's not good. At FinDaddy81, here's my Does guess. It? Rugby star Johnny Linehan going to kick it far and go Matt Payne on people. Okay, Woo. Kelly Papinga made it sound like he's, he's not at BYU. Okay. I don't think that he's at BYU right now. Someone said Mo Longy. That's C.D. Freeman. <laughs> Mo Longy? No, he's on a mission in Arizona. Nope. <laughs> 6 7 four, ten. Nope. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. And it goes to an all-around excellent human being, a choice human being, Tyler Hawes, second team senior class All-American. Congratulations, Congrats. Tyler. Thanks to Kelly Papinga, Mitch Matthews, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. Enjoy General Anna. Conference. Anna. The show on demand on BYUtv.org slash BYUSN and BYUSportsNation.com. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Ryan Gunderson. Congrats again to Luke Worthington on his mission call to Chile, Santiago East. We're back to work on Monday. General Conference starts now. Woo!